know if me doing the Horizon theme tune is like Gav's doing it as well. Is it right? I don't know what the song is. I I I don't know if doing that is racist. That that's the question. There's a lot of it going about on YouTube, so I don't want to contribute by accidentally doing. I was going to do the end credits of the Last Inquisition with me doing that, but I thought I I don't so, know if the song you, it has any cultural meaning. Here's here's the problem: is you've come on a show that is entirely white people in order to ask this question. We are the least equipped people to give you an accurate answer to that. Like we are really not the people to ask. On the plus side, I'm on a podcast where, for some reason, you can get away with more. So you're on a podcast where you can get away with practically anything at this point because it's a beautiful, wonderful world. And uh, let's let's not you know waste any time, Jim. I'm gonna fuck your wife while you watch. Oh, there we go. We got to cut stuff early. You know, let's not waste time. I'll this give the people, people what hey, they poor. want. Hey, hey. Had to be done. It had to be done. That that was Fuck that was beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> and you are way too talented for this show, Gavin. What are you a, doing, a, wasting your time? Apologies with us for the uh, the vocal croak at the end there. I've okay. been singing singing a lot, oh, and my voice is fucked. Please, that was that was wonderful. So, so what kind of gift horse mouth looker would we be to be like? Well, that was a wonderful bit of improvised singing on the spur of the moment that you didn't have to do as a professional musician who gets paid to do it. But your voice was a bit croaky at the end. Fuck off. Yeah, like, that's a little bit. <laughs> I love this. Is like the sellout special today because like we've started with me accidentally doing like like wondering if I'm racist out loud. We've had. Um, Laura calling me a cuck, and we've had Gavin <laughs> doing songs all within the like the first song. five minutes. The Horizon song, all within the first five minutes. Not my minutes. Horizon song, the Horizon soundtrack song. That's the Horizon. Yeah, yeah Ga- Gavin did score Horizon. Uh, going to be out tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah. Um, is that tomorrow for when we're recording this, or tomorrow for when the podcast happens? Too time Ideally, travel. ideally, they're going to clash. <laughs> All right. Is, yeah, we... is this your way of making sure no one listens to Podquisition One, Two, Three because everyone's too busy listening to your yeah. beautiful song? Well, I don't want loop. anyone to hear my vocal croak. So uh, that's a good go. one. We'll paper over it, uh, or at least get them to listen to that first. So when they hear this, they think, "Oh, he ain't good without post-production, is he?" <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna uh... say that they'll forgive you because they've already heard you be really good. And then I thought <laughs> at the last second, you could just be nasty. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that, is, that, that is so People that on is the so internet being mean. nasty? No. That's oh, never God. happened. Yeah, I, I can't think of any people in the world who, who have faced nasty internet people this week. Oh, gosh. No. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> we didn't get any... Well, we got little to, little to no. Some... Uh, pushback on last week's episode. That was, that was, uh, it was mostly was a lot positive. Less. Yeah. A lot of people saying it was their favourite episode ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw barely any like 
criticism of it. It was just people like, yeah, sure, bullshit for two hours. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, I, that's I all feel good by me. Like like with with the the topics we discussed, because um, we talked about it um, before this, the show began recording. Sorry if I was a bit wheezy at the beginning. I just realised I had to to do a cough in my throat, but it's gone now. I can breathe in and not be all like <gasps> like Baron Harkonnen. But the thing about uh, the, well, we were talking before the show started, and I said that Conrad and I basically started to get rid of people who really wouldn't like the show long term with that Angry Oh, that cough's come back. <clears throat> uh, with the uh, Angry Birds episode of the spin off Doctors, where he and I went a bit peculiar at the end and talked a lot about our political views. And that got <laughs> rid of a lot of people. Then. We steadily got rid of, like, since then, we've steadily gotten rid of more people who were, like, maybe really hanging on. Like that dude who was like, God, I want to like you, Jim, but I hope you're not an extremist feminist who believes women deserve things. And those people were still hanging on, but we've steadily eroded that with uh, a lot of the stuff we've been doing the past few weeks. And as of last week, I think we've gotten rid of the people who, like, like video games. And what I, actually, I actually got a couple of Twitter um, tweets from people saying to me about your politics. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's Jim's business. He is what he is. He does what he does. Well, here's Probably the thing. Here's the thing you got to understand about what I've said on the shows, right? Is I I was taken out of context. That's I was taken <laughs> out of context. I was misquoted. The Wall Street Journal did a hit piece on me. Uh, and Gizmodo uh, have had it out for me. So I can't really be blamed. And also, it was all just jokes. Jim, Jim, how dare how dare people hold you to account for the things that you say on pieces of media? How, dare they? how dare they? It's even worse than holding me to account. They repeat it verbatim. Uh, they, 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 they say what I have said. So that sucks. Um, yeah. So anyway... Uh, I say that as someone who has been in the position of having said many shitty things and having them quoted back at me. Uh, and at the end of the day, you just got to go, fair cop, yeah, I said that shit. Um, but what were we talking about before all the Oh, yeah, how we're alienating and getting rid of our listeners piece by piece until there's nobody left. Um, who can we get rid of next? Basically, well, just the people I that like us. Like and just I don't like know, I don't know how talk. we get rid of how do we get rid of them other than replacing ourselves? That's the next step. Is that the next step? We get three guest hosts in for a week that we don't turn up for, and we just let them have a really shitty episode so that everyone else can be really happy that none of us were here. Yeah, that's what we do. That's who's shit at podcasts. We'll get slow beef on, and <laughs> he can. That was a deliberate joke because I love yeah. slow beef. He is he's slow one of my favourite men on the internet. I was I was trying to make a similar joke and I was like, "Who's on a bunch of podcasts?" And I was trying to decide on which of the McElroys to throw under uh. the bus because they're just on a bunch of. I was like, "Would it be an obvious joke that I'm suggesting them because they do a lot of podcasts that are very good, and that's why I'm throwing them in as shit podcasters?" Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I was trying to think of like who 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 would our listeners know. And who am I on good enough terms with? Which, that's a list that shrinks by the day. Uh, <laughs> where I could get away with it. The McElroys would have been good, because at this point, the McElroy brothers basically are podcasts. Like, they yeah, should they, just they... be called McElroy. Like, this, is, this isn't a podcast what you're listening to now. It's a McElroy. It's a McElroy special. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, video games and podcasts and whatnot. This is Podquisition. I'm introducing it today, Jim. Fuck off. Hey, woo. Probably for the best. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in tip-top shape today to, to handle administrative duties of any sort. That's fine. Sort. I'll, I'll, I'll do admin. This is Podquisition, episode 123. I'm Laura. I'm here this week with Gavin. Hi. Laura, he, he's... Laura told me that my clap was very, always very quiet. And I'm... Yeah, you, you always that's do the quiet. That's fake news. My taps you, you, are huge, just like you, the hands making them. You always make the quiet... Like, when I'm doing the edit, yours are always the quietest claps on you of know, the three um, of us. Do you know what that's from? It's from because I'm from my recording music stuff. That's, that's what I assumed it was from, yeah. is that your, your, your recording mic is set up for music, and as such, it doesn't pick up things like a clap because you're trying to minimise, like, pop and things like that. Oh, no, it's How, because I deliberately clap quietly so it doesn't go over the, uh, the well, loud, uncomfortable volume. The point remains, I assumed it was something to do with you being a music man over yeah. at Miracle of Sound this, on this, YouTube. This mic is ridiculously sensitive. It, it records, like, people yelling at each other down the street from out the window <laughs> when the window's closed. Um, and we're His also mic is so good, he can't have Twitter open while it's on. It's the greatest mic, my favourite mic. People are talking about this mic a lot. So, yeah, if Jim's... you want to know what the microphone is, because a lot of people do, actually. It's a Newman TLM 102. Or is it you the know, 103? It's one of those sucks. two. You know what sucks? I had what I thought was a very witty joke about the discourse of Twitter. But Go you on. can't beat... No, I already said it. That's the thing. Because you can't oh. beat the eclipsing power of a Donald Trump impersonation. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I tried to intro Jim, but I'm like, no, fuck it. I've got to give way to the, the Donald Trump impression. That always that always takes precedence. You I can't think, stump so. the Trump, even if it's a pretend Irish musician Trump. E even <laughs> if you want to shut the Trump up, you can't. It's just yeah. not possible. And so I do. That By other the person's way. Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, you're, you're here. Now, um, if you say I'm, hello, then you've been oh, right, introduced. Yeah. So I think what the problem is, <laughs> is that Gavin did it properly with, with <laughs> the way he sung it. Whereas I'm just going, uh, <laughs> and, and just trying to like warp it, which I think is what's making it sound more offensive than it should be. Okay. D d well... People who are not the three of us white people let, let Jim know, probably, because we're probably not the people to make that distinction. Can someone tell me if I'm allowed to parody the Horizon Zero? And don't give me the usual, oh, you should do what you want. Um, you should the the speech, girl who sang speech. it uh, yeah, uh, was definitely, a, I think, a white girl, because I think she has a YouTube channel. Where she sings songs. Boom! Double check that now before I. Uh, in the red! Doesn't matter! Don't research get further! In so it wasn't racist. <laughs> well, okie dokie. Um, so, yeah, woo, before we do anything else, I have a thing I want to say. Um, so, last time that we did this show, we talked a bit about Near Automata, and I had played one playthrough and then like an hour or two and was like, oh, yeah, you know, you can play it once and then a couple of hours and you'll get the idea of, of why you should be replaying it. And nope, I was fucking wrong. I replayed that and I've played it and got like all of the endings now and I put like. God knows yeah. how many extra hours into it, and I did not know how wrong I was. As Thank I was... God I hadn't done my review yet. I am doing my review now that I have played it like five times through, not based on my one playthrough. Yeah, like as I was playing through those moments, I was like, the next time I'm talking to Laura, if she hasn't played four further than this, 
she got her. Because oh, yeah, it, no, this like, is Jim, mind-blowing. Jim started to say it before we recorded, and I was like, D- don't even fucking say it, Jim. I already know. I-, I made a foolish statement last week. I did not understand the majesty that was replaying this game. So, you, you know what it honestly was? I think a lot of it was down to... This month, within within thirty days, I have I've been on reviewing Horizon, Zelda, Persona Five, Mass Effect, and Near Automata. It's tough. and I played it once through and a couple of hours. I was like, yeah, sure, I I, I get this. Yeah, sure. Because Julie my Elvin. God, I'm I'm That's drowning. That's the name of the singer. Sorry. That's the name <laughs> of the singer. Then no, Thanks, yeah, I, I I'm just drowning. She's a in lovely big... singer. I, I'm drowning in big fucking video games And I was like, nah, I totally am on top of this one And then I was recommended To play a bit more, and I did And I realised the error of my ways And I am an idiot So, It's, oh, I mean, it's, an, it's an easy oh. thing to get uh, Wrong because Even though the game does say like, Oh, go on, please play it again It'll be a bit different yeah. It does a bad job of explaining How important it is to play again and yeah, and it, they're kind of stuck in this hole because it has to be a revelation, but it, and and, and they can't give that to you. They can't spoil it. They can't yeah. tell you like, oh, this is going to be totally different because then you'll be like, oh, well, this is. So it's got to be by word of mouth, and some people will mm. miss that. Someone did a review of the game, gave it like a five out of ten because they only got um, uh, ending A. They only completed mm. route A. And but I don't and think honestly, there's anything wrong with that review. No, I was just going to say, like, I think that review is important because it mm. it represents the inherent risk in what it is it, these games do. It represents a potential consumer experience of that game, which is that if the game does not well enough signpost to you that you should be replaying it and why, people may complete it once and go, eh, was yeah. what it was, and not realize what's under the surface because i even i started a second playthrough and i was like oh okay i see i see what they're doing i didn't hit the point that made me realize quite how different it would become yeah like the, 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 I, the I, way I, it warps it's just yeah it's incredible i i must have stopped maybe like half an hour before the point that i'm like oh i get how this warps yeah. and i am now glad i kept playing but equally the game did not do a good job at all of signposting me that that it was worth continuing to play to that degree. No, no, it it doesn't. It it by design as well. That's the thing. It's not a flaw of the design. The design is working as intended. It's just such a very specific design. It's gonna turn people off. It's gonna have players slough off. And it's gonna only have people the dedicated who ones are gonna see yeah. the point. And it, I think it's gonna that's have, on purpose. It's going to have people like me play it through one and a tiny bit times and be like, yeah, sure, I'll talk about this on a podcast and undersell the game. Yeah. You see, that that's the kind of thing that will happen. And the thing is, is I, think, I, I think that's the director's intention, honestly. I think, and, and I'm so sorry I've forgotten his fucking name, which is disrespectful, because he should be remembered... At, like up there with Kojima, with David Cage, well, way above David Cage, um, he should be known 
This and I hope Nier Automata is the game that. And by the way, everyone who gets upset because I say Automata wrong, the game itself at one point says the word, and they say it exactly the way I say it. So I'm going to keep calling it Automata. No more Automata. Automata. Or as Jamiroquai says in his new song, Automata. 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 So yes, Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro uh, is the director of Dragonguard and Nier um, and, and just all this bizarre shit. Uh, and, and actually, this has made me want to go back and replay the, the Dragonguard and the Nier games because um, hmm. I was one of those people uh, back in the day when I reviewed the first Nier. I, I did not... I, I beat it once, played a little bit of, of another playthrough and was like, I'm done. Um, the the one reason I don't truly regret that is because also they didn't have platinum games on their side, so the yeah. gameplay was not up to snuff. They used a uh, it was a studio who were inexperienced and it showed, so the gameplay wasn't worth the slog. But knowing just what Nier Automata did, uh, and now just being so absorbed in that universe, even though I know the games are so standalone, you don't have to know anything about any of them ever. Um, I do want to like just absorb as much of that universe as possible now, and it sucks that uh, Nier is not backwards compatible on Xbox One yet, and it's a shame that I, I found out researching that there was a, a PS Vita version of Nier that was planned that was going to bring in, because Japan and the West had two very different games um, with v- different protagonists, uh, the same guy, but much younger in Japan, much older in uh, the West. And they were going to blend bits of East and Western Nia, uh, Replicant and Gestalt, and bring them together in a blended PS Vita version. And it got cancelled. And I'm like, well, fuck. Uh, but hopefully, uh, Nier Automata just being this big critical success. And as far as I've told, uh, as, as, as I've uh, looked, it's selling not bad at all. Uh, hopefully Square Enix can look at that and think, well, maybe there's some money in bringing that project back, and may, or at the very least remastering Nier and, and just maybe just shunting it out digitally. It doesn't matter, but I want to give it another chance, and I want to get into it, and I want to suffer through that combat because now I feel like it's definitely worth it. Like Suffering through the combat is going to be worth it for what uh, this director does. Um, I mean, I loved the story of the first Nier anyway, uh, even on the first playthrough. It was just, god damn, was it a slog to actually play. Uh, this, is the point where I, this is the point where I just turn around and say, good, not, not Breath of the Wild good, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a damn good video game that, like, had you asked me last week, I'd have been like... Yeah, you know it's all right. It's a it's a platinum game. It's it's a decent platinum game. Yep. Uh, this week I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. This is getting better. I uh, oh, I'm I'm a big fan. This this month has had a bunch of really fucking good video games. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, Nier Automata is basically a flower slowly opening. That's what it is. It's like this little green buds. Then you're like, that's all right. That's a plant, isn't it? And then it just. Un- unfolds and and unfurls and gets bigger and more beautiful and intricate and then you step back and look at the whole thing and say it was a flower this whole time 
for some reason, the whole time you were describing that, I was I was not picturing a flower slowly opening. Yeah, I was, no, nor was I. I was picturing either. something else slowly opening, but uh... I honestly was thinking. <laughs> The whole time, how do I make this sound less and less like the thing I know. everybody's as, thinking? As, as, as you were well going through, it, I, I was yeah. just there like, no, it's 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 fine. The near automatic is like a pair of legs slowly opening yeah. to reveal this game was a vagina the whole time. What I'm saying is that Nero Amata makes that pussy be stankin'. Can confirm. Um, so yeah, Near Automata, bloody 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 good video game. Uh, oh oh, this 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 March has been like. I was talking to someone about this the other day. This month, starting with Horizon, going through to, like, you know, where we're at now, it feels like a November in any other year. We it, are just getting, yes. like, it feels big... Like two, it feels oh. like two Novembers crammed together. Yeah, we are November getting, sandwich. Yeah, we're getting, like, the October and November rush all in one month in spring. And this is mm. so weird. Like, I don't know yeah. what happened to... Give us this weird situation. I've never seen this. I've seen I've seen a couple of packed Januaries where a bunch of games migrated to avoid November, and it seems like they still do that now. But the mig- like the the herd has grown, uh, so mm. it's just been this onslaught for the. I've never seen a Q one like this. I've never seen the first part of a year be this fucking packed. Uh, from January mm. onwards, just consistently. You, you know what this potentially means that I'm quite excited for? Usually we have the issue where game, like one or two good games will come out at the start of the year and then be forgotten by the time game of the year discussions roll around because, you know, there, there's just one or two here and there. I think this month has made such an impact on people that people are going to remember to talk about the early year games in yeah. those end of year discussions, yeah. Yeah. which is quite see, nice. I, the pity, I think, is that I feel like all of these great games might not get the attention that they would have gotten yeah. were they more spaced out. Because I, like, I haven't even had a about. chance to play Nier or, or Zelda yet. This is you know? this has been on my mind because I, I actually think about the Jimquisition Awards, which are not worth thinking about for more than a week. I genuinely think about it all year long. Like, when I uh, had played... Um, Pony Island. Sorry, mm. momentarily forgot the name of a game I gave a fucking award to. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I played Pony Island way, way back in January of that year, I remembered it and said, like, this goes on the list. This goes mm. on the list. Don't forget it. And then every month I just reminded myself until at the end it was, there it was, Pony, Pony Island gets a, a Game of the Year award. Um, so I've got no problem remembering these things. For me, it's like I give out five awards. I don't mm. do the normal thing where it's like best shooter, best action game, best this, best that. I'm just like, no, that's just even the playing field. Doesn't matter. No best indie, no best big budget. Just five games that I think uh, this is what made the year happen for me in games, uh, and the, and that though you know the five games I would just recommend that represent this year. If mm. if and the I rest of the year is. is... Not that many great games. I won't be too disappointed. No, well, yeah, because <laughs> it'll give us a chance to kind of play everything, right? Um, mm. Just you know, I've still got a couple side quests in Horizon to do, um, mm. but but yeah, I I think I can't just do five. I either have to go the traditional route of different categories and things, 
or do like the Total Biscuit thing of the arbitrary awards where it's just I want to mention a, a game for a reason so I'll do it mm. now for, for some contrived thing or if I just do the usual thing but it's not five it's just however many it ends up being that I can't not like I've given out uh, a uh, like like uh, at least one ten this year already, and a ten mm. for me has to be an automatic qualifier for an award because I, I a give them out so rarely, and b uh, you know it it would be weird not to give a game I I personally give a ten to an award in my 10? own award show uh, Neo uh, and Neo all right and I've given out two um, I've given out a nine point five which is al- always a uh, highly strong contender, and mm. also Near Automata, I called one of the most important video games of the year, if not one of the most important video games of all time. How can that not get an award? Yeah. Uh, I said in the review, if I had my way, I would have any budding wannabe game developer, any anyone, any student of game design, play Near Automata, play it to get five the, the five main endings. And then when they get that final decision at the end, that final request from the game, say Mm. yes and acquiesce to it, no matter what they've put in, no matter what they think about it, acquiesce to it and think about how that feels and how the whole experience made them feel and think that's what video games can do and that's something only a video game can do. I will agree with you about that, but again, I think that you should also recommend to budding game designers like also look at the signposting that could potentially cause someone to miss that this exists within this fantastic experience. Like, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I think that both of both of oh, those sure, are like, yeah. this is something amazing, but also look how easily your players could completely miss this amazing thing. Well, I mean, that's, that, that's, it's, that would be part of its importance I yeah. think, as well, because it does, it, it can teach lessons about what it does wrong. And some of the things it does wrong are glaring to, yeah. um, like, like, for example, one th- one criticism I had of the game was the amusement park area, because that, for me, was the moment this game clicked, and I was like, this is incredible. Mm. The visuals, the sounds, the experience of what's hitting me here is mag- like majestic, I would go as far as to effing say. But the game makes you go back to it so many times that its effect diminishes to the point where it becomes just another part of the scenery. However... A lot of the other places that are repeated, it's good in that adventure mm. game way where you get very familiar, and it, like you do with, say, the Spencer Mansion in Resident Evil or, uh, to actually use an adventure example, um, Beneath a Steel Sky, which is always my big example of how to use a small amount of spaces in very creative ways. Um, so it's a good example of what to do and also what not to do with level design. I just think Nier Automata is a, a game that should be studied for a, a long time. And to repeat yeah. what I said on Twitter and the review, if history forgets Nier Automata, fuck history. So here's here's the thing that's been going through my head at the moment is that I do this for a living. Like this is my full time job, and I have struggled to get through, like to to com- to complete within the time span of their releases, um, Persona Five. Um, Mass Effect, Horizon, Zelda, Nier, Neo. I'm struggling to get through all of those when this is my full-time job. I yeah. do not know how anyone who plays games in their spare time, outside of a job that's not working in the games industry, 
has any hope of keeping on top of all of these fantastic games. And yeah, it does actually explain a little bit about some of the angst people feel over review scores and shit. Not that I understand the depths and depravities no, that it, it leads to, but at least a bit of the angst. The the angst over did I pick the right one of these many yeah. amazing experiences. But like what's kind of amazing me and confusing me at the same time is that all of these really strong titles seem to have released to commercial success so far, the ones that are out, they seem to be selling well. Which is kind of amazing to me, because I assumed that one of these games, like, I assumed either Horizon, Zelda, Nier, Neo, would stumble and get lost in the shuffle of how many games are coming out that are all so big, so expansive, so lengthy to work through. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell what you what is it, it is. Trump fix the economy. There's more cash to go around. <laughs> I, that I, was a joke, by the way. I think Citrus Hitler is horrible. My my guess was like, are people buying these games because they're seeing the good reviews when they come out and they're like, I'll buy it now and I'll play it when I get to it because then I know it's there and I won't forget to, to pick it up. Maybe. But like, I'm amazed that none of the none of these games has yet been lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard of a flop. Um, I don't know how Full Runner is doing. Um, I uh, haven't heard of Full Runner being successful. Full so Runner I, seems to but, be doing meh. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether we can look back and say that's a flop yet. I'm wondering whether Andromeda could be because of its tepid thing, or whether the Mass Effect name will be enough to just keep it a hit. Um, I mean, Wildlands was the big shock. Uh, for me, uh, oh just, god, yeah. With that being the best, doing the best of all, uh, still a game that I've got no interest in reviewing right now. Um, not that I've got zero at all uh, uh, as a potential, but with everything else, I I just cut my losses with that and just said I've, I'm going to have to jettison that for now and maybe come back to it. But what game that is that? One, uh, Wild, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, the oh, one yeah. game I the thought... Best, the biggest selling game of the year. Yeah. It was the game I looked at and said, okay, if I had to choose any game to not review right now because I don't have time for this shit, uh, that, yeah. was the, that was the first one. That was last pick with, with, on my With Dodge so much team. creative stuff coming out at the moment, I really don't have time in my life for another um, shooty soldier yeah. game. And apparently everyone does. <laughs> everyone yeah. who isn't us does. Um, I mean, apparently I, mean, I suppose you could call Mass Effect a shooty soldier game, kind of, but it's, it's, uh, it certainly it's seems sh- to be from what I've played. It's a shooter, a shooty soldier game for people that don't really like shooter soldier games, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda. I guess we. Uh, yeah, we should we should talk about, we should it. Talk about that. that. Yeah, so Gavin, I think of the three of us, you've put the most time into this so far. So, do you want to start us yeah. off? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I was lucky enough to get um, an early code for this from EA. And uh, you guys saw my first response because I was, like, it was... in despair, basically. Yeah, <laughs> in, it, the, it, in the pod position chat. It was a, a mildly horrifying thing yeah. to see a man go through. Um, Your heart was yeah. breaking. I could hear it through the text. First, first two, three hours of the game, I... I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, I the, like, I couldn't believe how bad the writing was and how bad the animations were because I hadn't really paid any attention to all the controversy and stuff because I try not to. 
and I was like, I'm gonna judge for this, judge this for myself, and um, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what, what happened? What's happened to this series? Like, but as it goes on, and it took about two, three hours to get into, it does get better. It gets a lot better. Mm. Um, the story really picks up uh, on about like the second or third planet. I don't know how they botched the intro so badly. From what I've heard, they've had, like, a bunch of different teams work on this, so it's been very designed by committee, um, a very people having to come in and fix mistakes and things. Uh, That just seems to be the rumour on the grapevine. I don't know know how confirmed that is, or even if it is more than a rumour, I don't... It's just what I've been hearing, because I don't follow massive... It's crazy, because, like, the... the, the, What's, what am I trying to say here? The differences in quality between the same things in the game at different points. So, for example, the writing is fucking great in some of the... I, I won't spoil anything, but as the story goes on, there's some really cool writing. But, like, at the beginning, not so much. And some of the crew... Like, there's... I remember talking to Gil, who, by the way, is the worst character in a Mass Effect game ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking annoying. And Liam, by the way, can fuck off out the airlock. But uh, Gil said something like to me like, I've always been a live it, do it kind of person. And that's the reason he spent 600 years in cryo to go to a different galaxy. I was just like, oh my God, this is not oh, Bioware who can, wrote can I, this. Can I Ow. just like, while, while we're here, can I just point out like one of the things that annoys me most about this game is that lots of characters have incredibly weird, flimsy, don't make any sense excuses for why they left behind the entirety of everything they know to go on the Andromeda mission. Every character tells you their reasons. It's like, hi, how are you? Oh, Oh, have my life story. Every character tells you their life story, even when it's weirdly contradictory. So I'm going to get into the SJW chat for a second. Very minor spoiler about an NPC's reason for coming on this mission. I got at least, what did I get? Three and a half minutes to talk about my ex-favorite franchise. That's okay, I'll do it. (laughs) Well, I'm going to let you get back to it. I just have one thing that I think is relevant, which is um, the NPC that tells you, hey... I left the entirety of the galaxy because people knew my name pre-transition and I didn't like getting called that name. Oh, by the way... My dead name, which I'm about to tell you. by the way, here's what that dead name is that I never want to be called and that I left the entirety of the galaxy to avoid being called ever again. Here's what it is on our first conversation. (laughs) Without you asking anything about it. Like, that's like... (sighs) That's like moving house. And bringing the dead possum that made you leave in the first place. It seems it like a very yeah. odd motive for going so, and then like, instantly undermining. For, for me so far, that is that sums up... Like, put aside the, like, ah, oh, SJW representation, whatever angle. That sums up for me the, the issue with this particular Mass Effect is... Characters will jump into you on your first meeting and be like, this is the exposition about why I came came to Andromeda, and their exposition is always poorly written. It is not yeah. well written. For, <laughs> like, for I, me, this, it's, uh... it's an example of the weird uh, quality shifts in the game in almost every aspect. Like, the visuals as well. Like, the animations, obviously, everyone knows about those. <laughs> but then the, the cutscenes are the best-looking ones the series has ever had. And it's just... Really? So, it's so weird. It's... 
Because I saw a cutscene where their feet were falling through the ramp while they were walking. I'm talking about the pre-rendered space ones now, the ones out in the big kind of galaxy. Yeah, they're they're nice. Without going into too many spoilers. Yeah, I've and the moments. worlds are ab- the, like the oh. environments are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Once you get once you get past that intro, which is full of kind of blocky spaceship stuff, once you get out into like the deserts and the jungles, and they're all gorgeous looking. I've had moments where this game has looked goddamn gorgeous, and then there are mm. just moments where it looks weirdly cobbled together as if yeah. th- there are moments in this game where it looks like they had to rush a project out the door to hit a set date like you know the kind of problems you usually get with licensed tie-in games where you yeah. know that they yeah. had to push the game out the door to match like a movie release date or something and yeah. it's like oh you were working on something that could have turned out good and then you just had to cut corners and shove it out mm. i kind of feel like that about parts of andromeda's presentation and that's mm. weird because there's no discernible reason why they would have to shove this out right now it makes me think a little bit of duke nukem forever and uh, not that this game is anywhere near as awful as duke nukem forever um, no, it's, it's a good like it's it's a it's, good game it's all right from what i've played so far i like it um i'm not in love yeah. with it but it's it's all right it seems a bit archaic but <laughs> but you know um but what i mean by that is there were parts of duke nukem forever where it was clearly evident Someone else did this bit. Someone mm. else did that other yeah. bit. This bit had more time put into it. This bit didn't have enough money, and it was like Frankenstein's together. Uh, and yeah. and that's what it's because I mean some of the earlier cutscene, uh, not cutscenes, dialogue scenes, where it's just you know doing the the two camera headshots between two people in a dialogue. Um, like it's so fuzzy. Like, yeah. the faces were all hazy, and I'm like, am I seeing this? Which uh, is crazy, is, because is then when, when you me? look at, when you look at, like, the texture work on the armors, then is incredibly beautifully detailed, and they look fantastic, but then the eyes look like terrifying golf balls got shoved into mm. someone's, like, skull-fucked into someone's face, you know? Yeah, don't, mm. never take too long trying to work out a dialogue choice when there's an extreme close-up of a face. Because <laughs> yeah. I've got... Eyes aren't the... all white. There's red bits on them. <laughs> yeah. My... The, um, PB, uh, the, the Asari, is that her name, yeah. PB? Uh, their yeah. name, PB? Uh, is, uh, uh, there is a close-up of their face uh, during the first conversation with PB. And I left it on too long and oh, I've got about 15 yeah. minutes of it now and I've set it to sounds of that, monsters from doom. Is that uh, where she's kind of st- sitting on the ground? Uh, it was, uh, I forget exactly what it was, but it, the, 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 staring at the camera yeah, with this little upturned lip curl that drops and falls. So it looks like he, all I could hear was just, Rawr! in my head and so i've i've synced that up to a bunch of doom monster sounds that's part of my funny montage that's being uploaded Mm. to youtube while we record so don't mind pb actually a lot of people seem to hate pb it's liam Liam. every time liam opens his mouth i want to just pb is the only character i like so far i love pb's characterization i love pb as a character i get annoyed by how many times I look at PB and something weird is happening and I'm like, oh, that's not meant to be happening, game. What? <laughs> like, 
if, yeah, if, I've had if, a lot of allies had, like spawn oh, in like front the, of me um, in the air on top of enemies' heads and if, just if, stand there for a minute. If PB had like been the in Krogan. the original trilogy, I'd have loved that. Oh, oh, the Krogan is good. What's the, the, oh, Krogan's, what's the Krogan's nice name? because he shows kind of a um, a different side to them, like a bit of a softer, more uh, like his relationship with his his granddaughter and stuff is interesting and. That to me was cool that he wasn't. They could have easily just done another Krogan, like fight everything, kill everything, and he is like that. But he does have a softer side. I haven't seen much of him yet. Um, mm. I'm not. I, I don't think I'm as far as either of you two. Um, yeah. I have seen him, but I've not seen much of him. He did look there's promising. A, there's so so far. There's another, the one I like. But. There's another squad mate that I won't spoil for you, who's uh, pretty cool, who comes in later as well. Mm. Who's of. Um, a not, it's a non-human, I'll, I'll, that's all I'll say about it, yeah. but he's an interesting... So, I think might... Sounds very like the guy who did Iron Bull, but I'm not sure if it's the same guy. Probably mm. not. My, no, I am the one who did Iron Bull's voice in Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just and me. So, the, I think the thing that annoyed me the most in the opening couple of hours... Uh, also, no idea what happened to my voice for a second there... Um, the thing that annoyed me most in the opening couple of hours it was just the lack of a strong, compelling narrative hook, really. Because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I, I get what they're going for. The original trilogy was very much like a corridored run down these hallways to blow the stuff up and save the world. And you had very early on, like, this is your save the world thing, run down the corridors to go save the world. Yeah. What they're trying to do here is be like, no, it's more about the exploration and the interpersonal relationships. Which, and, which you know, is nice. Which is nice, but... In theory. What, what they kind of fail to do is they just... They don't have that same driving force of, oh, the Reapers are coming to blow up the galaxy, we need to get a move on. The opening it's couple Rogue of hours... One. That's what it is, it's, it's Rogue One. It's kind of Rogue One. The opening just relies far too much on character relationships... That they don't that, spend any time building, yeah, it's, and you're they, supposed to care about certain people who is, like have character moments, and yeah. you're like, eh. and very that few is, of them have personalities. Well, that that's exactly the problem. Is it's they're relying on you to be engaged with character relationships that you haven't had time to learn why you should care about them, yeah. and that that makes the first couple of hours a struggle. Yeah, yeah. Well, one difficulty is is a typical Bioware game. Uh, will unless it's a sequel, a typical Bioware game will put you in that more of a fish out of water role, so that you're not all that familiar with the people you meet and everything. Whereas this one gives you a twin and a dad and and everything, and 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 that to me makes it a little more of an awkward thing, a little harder to be. In it feels less like how Shepard was your Shepard, and feels more like. Ryder is a character that is not representative of you in any way. Mm. Mm. It's Ryder is a character that you dress up rather than becoming. Yeah. And, and and do and 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 do feel free, anybody, listeners included, to correct me because, as I've said, my experience with the series is is very no, no, very I, meager. And by so the way, Ryder. The, the mm. character creator, what were they thinking? <laughs> I went with the default. I, I had to go with the default because I, I, I managed couldn't make to make anything but a, a monster. 
to be fair, my uh, rider, she's pretty hot. I, I, I spent a while to get her looking good. My, my rider, the main important thing was I could give her blue hair, so that was enough for me to be happy. <laughs> I remember saying that to you. As soon as I was like, aware that Laura, was you'll be thing. fine, you can have blue hair. Also, this, this year has been the year of like places that previously didn't let you have blue hair letting you have blue hair now. Like your Mies can now have blue hair, your Mass well, Effect characters you know, can have blue hair. That's what happens when the new game is made by the SJW Cabal, Laura. Yeah, these (laughs) liberal arts students have finally gotten their degrees and they finally started putting blue hair in games and problem glasses for me's. From what I'm hearing, a few of the crew on the game might actually have been (laughs) students. I don't know. I I heard a lot of them. It was like their first game. So, yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. (laughs) As far as I've seen, it's showing. Um, So, yeah, that's... Oh, sorry, yeah, like, go on. Sorry, Laurie, I keep interrupting. But once, right. once you do get past the jank, and for for me to be put off by a janky game, I mean, I've spent hundreds of hours in Bethesda games, do you know? So uh, jank, and I can Ubisoft get over. games. You know, and Ubisoft games, yeah. yeah. But, like, it does get better, and that that's what I'd say to anyone who's, like, played the first mm. couple of hours and gone, oh, God, fuck this game. So, Give it his... another chance. Play it for another three, four hours and see mm. if it improves so, for you, because it did for me. Here's, here's my main feeling about it. It reminds me an awful lot of the first Mass Effect in a couple of ways. But I think yeah. the biggest way it reminds me of the first Mass Effect is the first time I played Mass Effect 1, I, I tried playing the opening couple of hours maybe three or four times before I actually stuck with a playthrough and played it through. It's now one of my favourite game trilogies there is. Yeah. And I really struggled to get into it because its opening just was not grabbing me. And I think that's how I would describe oh. the opening of Andromeda in some ways. Like, I would not have persevered with Andromeda's opening hours had I not already been invested in yeah. this universe. But it definitely does get better after its opening. It's just a shame you have to kind of push through that. Definitely. I think Witcher 2 had a similar issue, actually. The second Witcher game. Um, it's it's the same problem I honestly had with The Witcher 3. I struggled to get invested in the opening couple of hours. And once I got really, like, properly into it, I loved The Witcher 3, but I really struggled with its opening. Um, there, there are very few moments in video games that have ever made my jaw drop in horror the way it did when I found out the planet scanning had returned. <laughs> what? The fuck? Yeah, I, more more <laughs> like Mass Effect Scandrometer, am I right? Oh. <laughs> See, I, I don't have a problem with the scanning overall. What I have a problem with is the 15-second loading time going from one planet to the next to scan the next. It's the fact that you've got, like, a 15-second wait between planets to scan them. Mm. And you wouldn't mind... You wouldn't mind if when you were doing missions, you could just click on a planet and land there, but you can't. You have to literally fly to the planet, wait for all that loading, mm, load yeah. up the, the planet's textures, and then go land on it, and it's very tedious. Considering how much this makes me think of the original Mass Effect, because I, I went from Mass Effect 1 to this, so to me it feels like I'm playing just like a fan and again, I'm just in the early hours. So to me, it feels like I'm playing a f- like a fan made uh, their own version of Mass- the first Mass Effect, well, uh, yeah. and like nothing's changed. I'm like I'm Some... driving the car again, which at least yeah. is does... bouncy. Some of the writing does feel like fanfic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it does. And I'm uh, you know planet scanning and doing all this boring shit. But more than that, when I was going from planet to planet. 
And I'm all I could think of was, what is the worst thing a game like this could make me think of? No Man's Sky, and it's making me mm. think of it right fucking now. Yeah, oh, really? I didn't. Planetary I didn't travel is is it made me think of No Man's Sky. Not that I'm saying it's as dull as that. It would it'd have to be you trying know, not, to be as dull as that. It's nowhere near No Man's Sky for me. I mean, I, no, <laughs> and, and, no, 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 no. Interplanetary travel is not that long, mm. but it was just making me like think of it in the back of my mind, and I'm like, yeah. this is. At least, not good. at least when you do need to scan the planet for minerals or whatever, it'll just tell you immediately. Yeah, there's a thing, and you just click the button, and that's it. You're gone. You don't have to like Mass Effect Two. I think had the worst planet scanning, where you had to hold down the thing for fucking hours. On I think if you wanted the good ending in Mass Effect Two, you had to spend like three, four hours over the game just staring at this thing with no challenge at all, just waiting to find shit. It's not Why that bad. Why would that bad. need a good ending? Were, were you mining for happiness? Again, like, I've not in, played that one. Were, you mi- were, were asteroids full of two. bits of happiness and you had to mine them out for hours no, to you, get the good you, ending? You needed to get materials to upgrade your ship so that you, your ship wouldn't fall apart in the last mission, basically. And the more prepared you were, the less crew members you would lose. Oh, I heard about that. I heard about yeah. getting it was everything prepared great. before to me, a big fight. To me, it was the perfect uh, way to do multiple endings, Mass Effect 2. But, right. Uh, yeah, it's a mixed bag, this one, definitely. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I am still enjoying it. Yeah, like, for all of the complaints that we're saying, like, I still really like this game, even yeah. if sometimes I struggle to love it. Have you, have you two been down to the vault yet? The first kind of proper mission thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I thought that was a fun level. Yeah, I think a lot of. I the, think like, that's the, where I am now, actually. I, I, I think a lot of the first mission. A lot of the levels and environments and combat arenas are really good. Yeah. And I Although, think. Although, why did they a remove you getting to choose what your teammates are doing and control them, and b, uh remove like half the powers on the wheel you can only use like three powers at a time they removed those so that they could make room in the game for the really cool jumping and boosting abilities which are granted really fun (laughs) yeah but each of each of the powers you can use i know i know a a left or right shoulder button and the wheel used to be on those buttons i know i'm I'm being a joke limited because i'm like i've got three powers I don't feel like spending skill points on anything else now than it passive de- it stuff. It defeats cause... the purpose of having like 30, 40 powers in the game when you can only use three at a time. It's, that to me was actually probably the most baffling decision <laughs> in the entire game. Yeah. Although I guess maybe that's why they do that thing with... Like, is this new to the series, the profile switching? Where you can yeah, that is pro- new. Like yeah. maybe that's what it is. It's like that's why they've given you so many skill points and, and powers... Is That's just so a pain you, in the hole. Yeah, like they they have to make you switch out. Like you've maxed out what it is you want to do with this class. Now I've got to switch mm. classes. Maybe that's why they did that. Mm. Why yeah. they did that? There's no answer I could give you possibly, but you know. Because with with the like, um, it it kind of renders the combos pointless because you just basically have to wait and hope that you're. AI buddy is going to do their fire attack, so you can then combo it with a biotic. You know, it's, yeah, I don't know. I find, I find it really strange that they 
Because that's always been in Bioware games. Yeah. You're a team and you get to control the team. I mean, you could almost say with how limited the skills are, this game is antibiotic. Oh, <laughs> you, you did it, Jim. You made a video game joke about a series that you're not terribly invested in. You did it. Uh, so antibiotic. That's racist. That's racist against Liara. Sure. <laughs> uh, but no, like, ev- everything aside... Liara's a blue one, right? Yeah, Liara's the blue sorry? one. That's what yeah. the, but they, um, those ones I was actually going to post to Sony? Is that, is that the name or not? Liara to Sony, I can't, I can't yeah. believe that the aliens in this game have blue blue hair. Them damasaris. <laughs> SJW's ruining Mass Effect again. <laughs> is it just me? Or are the Ket shit? They're kind of shit. They look stupid. The only one I kind of liked so far, and again, I'm only at the beginning, is that one that looks a bit leadery that you see just because it looked a bit tantrum-y. And it was like, <laughs> oh, that looks like a bit like a spoiled child. But then they ruined that when he walked. And I'm like, oh, he's supposed to look like he's stomping off, but it looks like he's holding in a big shit. On on the yeah. positives, I like the loyalty missions. I've been enjoying those so far, even if... The, like. I like that they're now more about making bonds with that person and, you know, not always about big, grand, world-changing things. I know one of the loyalty missions was just like, hey, come come meet my parents and have dinner platonically with my family. Like, I yeah. like loyalty missions where it's just like, hey, let's just do inane little things that help bond these two people together. And, I'd love and a video nice. game and it version does, of it does have um, <laughs> It does have some kind of, like, goosebumpy moments that... That only Bioware does that way, and like, um, I, it's obviously not too big a spoiler to tell you. You meet new species in this game, and the <gasps> first time that you meet the new species was one of those moments. I was like, uh, yeah, kind of just getting all, woohoo! I'm sorry you know? to interrupt, <laughs> but I just had an image of <laughs> of a Meet the Fuckers game that is. Done up like the dinner scene from Resident Evil 7. Welcome to the family, fuckers. (laughs) Welcome Welcome to the the fuckers, son. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have our title for today. Uh, We we, we did it. We succeeded. We we did. We we done the thing. And it's all good. And everything's okay. Um, So do we have any other thoughts on Mass Effect at the moment? (laughs) Yep. Ben no, Stiller but we should probably talk about it next week once we've played more into it. And stuff yeah, and... like, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll end up, much like near, near Automata, I'm sure it'll end up coming up two mm. weeks in a row. Um, so, the news we had this week, uh, you know that Sonic 2017 that didn't have a title and was like, oh, there's going to be a new Sonic game, oh, and yeah. it, it wasn't the retro one, it was a different one. Well, we now know what that is. It's called Sonic Forces, and it's a 3D on-rails Sonic game where you you have a camera slightly behind Sonic and you run left and right on a 3D track that you're running down and it basically looks like every 3D run down, like run down a straight line Sonic game in a while. You know what they should have called it? They should have called it Sonic forces his ass down my mouth. He forces his ass down your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. I don't know whether it's I'm all more like, impressed. Get a load of this! I'm gonna force my ass all the way down your mouth. I'm Sonic. I, I don't know if Chili I'm more dogs. impressed by his ass or your mouth in that scenario. Well, um, 
his ass because that's the one doing all the work. Like I'm 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 the recipient here and and if anything I'm trying to stop this from happening. I don't want Sonic's ass oh, forced you're not, down you're, my mouth. You're not a willing participant in having Sonic's ass forced not down really, your throat. Not really, because it's like you know I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna fart probably. So I don't <laughs> I don't want that chili to dogs. happen. Yeah, chili. Do- I'm eating chili tails. Get me some chili dogs. Oh, okay, Sonic. Oh, radical, and then that will like I'll be p- pushing back on that and the best way I could do that would be like to use my tongue to try and push it back push it away from my mouth so to say I um, don't want this to happen anymore but you know what's gonna happen there is, you oh, your oh, tongue up the asshole aren't yeah you? like that oh <laughs> your tongue is up my asshole chili dogs and from there on we're just the, the human sentient hedgehog so, um, the the big thing that makes this one stand out from the other ones is is that the concept art looked kind of dark and had a lot of explosions going on. It looked a bit like Shadow the, the Hedgehog concept art, but with Sonic in it, not Shadow. Oh, that that's fuck. that's the cool, exciting thing about Sonic Forces. <laughs> is there a trailer for it? There's a trailer. It's it's like forty seconds long, and it's literally just. Sonic running down a path, not oh, really doing much left to right, yeah. and some explosions happen to either side. I might have to do an oh my god hype video on it. Do a, um, one of those trailer reaction videos oh, to it. See if I can something... turn 40 seconds into content for my channel to monetize. Uh-huh. Please like and subscribe. Uh-huh. Uh, so, other news we had this week. Uh, you know how there's been rumours for a while that uh, there was going to be a Pokemon game on the Switch, and that rumour's been going around for a while? Uh, yeah. The Pokemon company have just put out a job listing hiring uh, console-quality animators for an RPG project <laughs> beloved the world over. That definitely, wow. They're definitely not saying it's Pokemon on the Switch, just that they want console-quality animations for a Pokemon it. company project that's an RPG that's loved the world over. Yeah, just bloody say it. Um, It'd be so funny if it came out and was a PS4 exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say it would be funny if Nintendo like had come out and categorically denied the rumours, because the idea of Nintendo denying the idea of a new game coming to the Switch would be so hilarious. I'd be like, no, don't, don't get interested in our device. Don't yeah. get excited about you know potential games. You know what's upset me? I forgot what? to mention I did play another game this week when we were talking what did you, before the what show. What did you play? I, I played the, the Binding of Isaac on the Switch. Oh, yeah. God, the Joy-Cons make that horrible. I've really not had a problem with the Joy-Cons. I've not enjoyed it. I've, I've not oh. liked using the, the directional buttons to make Isaac move because they feel too bunched. And I don't like using the analog stick because it feels just so skiddy. It seems to make him slide I, about. I, my, my eye twitches and I retch every time I hear the word Joy-Con. Joy-Con, Joy-Con, welcome to the kingdom of the Joy-Cons. We're so conning you bad. into joy. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the kingdom of the Joy-Cons. Strip the flesh, <laughs> salt the wound. Welcome to the kingdom of the Joy-Cons. <laughs> So I've not had that problem with the Joy-Cons. I've been using the left analog stick for movement and the uh, the the buttons on the right hand side for my firing direction generally, and I've had no problem with it. I've I've been enjoying it. 
Oh, I've right. been enjoy conning it. Okay, well, fuck me then. Yeah, fuck you. Not in- <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Jim. You're clearly a shit if you don't enjoy the things that I enjoy. Fuck off. Yeah, well, fucking Zelda deserved a seven. Zelda deserves... Uh, Jim, Jim, Jim. Mm-hmm. Zelda deserves whatever score you gave it because a score is only your opinion on a project. There you go. That's We're adults true. and we disagree and it's totally okay still. I love that there you... Welcome to the kingdom of the Joy-Cons. Welcome to the kingdom of the Joy-Cons. Woo-hoo. Fuck what are you yes, Jim. Very, very musical episode today. Oh my god, I'm going to commission someone to do a cartoon called The Kingdom of the Joy-Cons now. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what? What will it we? It kind of does say? sound like an '80s kids cartoon, doesn't it? Kingdom of the Joy-Cons. It does. Yeah. It really does. Or um, it's like a new, a new. Um, they, after they kill off one generation of Transformers and. They were like, this is too dark now. We have to make a new batch of ones called the Joy-Cons, and they're all happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, like yeah, they, they, they try and t- tailor it down for, like, the real little tots, and that's the Joy-Cons. They'd be like the Duplo of Transformers. Exactly. I reckon I could anthropomorphize a Joy-Con enough to where that could turn into something really, really copyright infringing that Nintendo wouldn't let me make as a show. <laughs> um, it's fine. Parody. As long as it's clearly tongue-in-cheek, it's a parody and therefore it's okay. Um, mm, that's true. Oh, yeah. Parody law. Um, but yeah, no, I... I have been enjoying Binding of Isaac on the Switch, and if you think that uh, Zelda is a 7 out of 10, then it's a 7 out of 10, because that's, you know, your opinion, and we're allowed to disagree, and that's okay. Laura, it's okay. You can you can tell him he's wrong. <laughs> well, th- this has been my new favorite thing this week. Is just like when people shout at me that I'm wrong about something. I'm just like, that's okay. We're both adults and we disagree, and that's okay. We can still be friends. No, and- no. This is what we do. Anytime people shout at us for being wrong over something, just go, "Hey, remember when Jim gave Zelda a seven out of ten? But no, like I. It, I'm amazed at how much it pisses people off to remind them that it's okay to disagree and to be like, yeah, we're, we disagree and we're adults and that's fine and we still like each other I've and people done just that get before. pissed off at me. I've done that before. And like, the trouble is, is I just, I, I can't keep doing it because eventually I just get annoyed and just start snarking off oh, at them. So um, here's, but I've tried to how... kill them with kindness and it, it does frustrate them. I do agree. Yeah. I've had I I had that phrase the like we're both adults and we disagree and that's okay. I had I copied it and was just pasting it back to people over the last like nice. I was just pasting it at people over the last 24 hours cuz uh I wrote an SJW thing for Polygon that got like 700 retweets and oh, uh no. big big surprise some people disagreed with me on that quite vehemently but it's fine cuz I just copy pasted back to them we're adults and we disagree and that's okay and they got really frustrated and it made me laugh. Yep. So yeah, yeah. There's there's that. Uh, there the other that. bit, the other the other bit with news we had is uh, the Switch has been out for like two weeks and hackers have already like hacked their way into it and have emulators running on it. Of course they have, because of course it is. Uh, the the issue seems to be that that operating system is based on some of the tech that um, older models of iPhone were based on, and an old an old 
iPhone exploit that no longer works worked to get people into the Switch. Yep. So now the Switch is like people are running custom code. Someone had Ocarina of Time running very well on the Switch. So like don't expect it to be too long before people have emulators running. Someone had a PS2 emulator running on the Switch already. So mm-hmm. that's 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 going to be a way for people to maybe like pass some that. time while they you know, it's going to be maybe a way for people to pass time until there's more Switch games. <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, Twitter and it says a lot about Destiny that the news about Destiny is that there's new armors in the game. Is is that that it? <laughs> yeah, that's the news okay. about Destiny. Good. There's new armor in the game. Fuck. Fucking hell. Yeah, that pretty that pretty much sums up Destiny. I'm going to go reinstall it right now. Fuck. Mm. New armors you say. Not 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 the armor I had. These are new armors. No. A new one Fuck. that you can grind for are like you, you, maybe fifteen hours to get one piece of if you're lucky. And get but 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 when I get it it'll be new, right? Yeah. Fuck. And you can put it on your character. I can wear it. I can wear and the it's armor. New. And it's new. And it's not the old one. Fucking hell. And it's according to some people looks yeah. amazing, but I actually think it's one of the stupidest looking things I've ever seen. Oh fucking what? I don't know how to react to that. That's Crota, two different bits of Crota news. armor. Crota armor looks like a Joy-Con. F- oh, that's, that's good. Not not the Nintendo Joy-Con, the Transformers oh, Joy-Con. That's less good. Okay, I'm looking yeah. at the Crota armor as soon as it loads up. Some it's end like raid really, gear. It's got green bits of shit sticking out of it all over the right, place. Right now I've got a fucking it's like, as well. It's this like somebody like... <laughs> it looks w- weird. Yeah, it's it looks like, like a Stegosaurus did LSD. It looks like someone tried too hard to make cool, like, blade armor. Yeah. Oh, that's that's weird. It I was mean, in this I'm not... green one? Yeah. The green one? With, like, bits of shards of green shit. Yeah, where it's got, like a, like, a... Almost like a, a Warhammer Chaos helmet, if it were, like, really shit. shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Do you know this... what it looks like? It looks like somebody had two different had a Stegosaurus toy and a like Mass Effect toy and tried to like break them and glue all the bits <laughs> together. It looks almost like like a toy line from the nineties when everything was all cool and edgy. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah, like Oh my god, the one on the left looks like Reaper. Yeah, yeah. He he looks like he'd be the Reaper. villain of the piece. Yeah. Like these actually they do look like like the the skeletal version of of what this toy line is. It'd be is. called Re- Reaper Sore. It's like if we get the Vault of Glass set, right? And they're the good guys. And then the Crota's End set are the bad guys. And we turn that into our own Saturday morning cartoon show. We will have a product that Activision will never allow us to sell because it'll infringe on copyright too much. What has this week been on the podcast? Uh, I'm just, that's I'm just full asking. Of brilliant what? cartoon ideas for one. <laughs> this I I thought last week was a bit weird. This week is just I'm enjoying myself. I don't know what the fuck's going on this week, but I'm having fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that's it for news and games that came out and shit. 
All right. Well, then that's it. Then. Yeah. We we got any more we want to talk about? Yeah, we, we don't need to do bullshit? another two-hour podcast. Do we not? Week. Do we not need to spend the next hour talking about how how we're how we're all gonna fuck Jim's wife? Is that not the the topic of the day? I think we've. I think we we're done with that. Um, no, you, you don't. Week. You don't think there's more legs for that this I week? I don't no. have. I don't have another hour left in me today. Okay. Okay. Before we go, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the stri- script slightly. Jim. Yes. I'm gonna fuck you while your wife watches. She's gonna be the cuck. <sighs> a man is cucked on his front doorstep, and you think that of me? <laughs> I am the one who cucks. <laughs> uh, there we go. I think that's where this week probably ends, isn't it? You know, I think yes. I am the one who cucks also would have been a good title. Yeah. But we had a cuck thing last week, and I don't want people to get the... People already get the wrong idea about my show because of the colour scheme. I don't want people getting the wrong idea about the podcast because of the titles. <laughs> so what we'll was stick the title with what... we had this week? I don't remember what the well, title was. I cannot remember it either, but I will do what I do most weeks and... Skip around for ages trying to pinpoint the bit where we you, said you say it. you say that. Usually, I tell you the title in the email I send you. I send oh, no, you, you an email that, that mentions yeah, the title. Yeah. I, I used to do that, but you did start <laughs> doing that. Yes, yes. Yeah, Thank you so it was a pun, that. and it was a pun about someone or something that wasn't to do with gaming. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking yeah. remember. It'll I, come I will, to me in a fever dream. I, I, I will edit this tonight and I'll listen through and while I'm editing I'll be like, oh, that was the fucking thing. That was the thing. So, <laughs> we'll work it out. Worst case, Kingdom of the Kingdom of the Joy-Cons wouldn't make a bad title if we had to. I'm saving that for my mini-series. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, woo, we, we survived. We, we did, did it. it. <laughs> uh, Laura, if people want to see what more stuff that you do when you do it, where can they go to do that thing that they would like to do very much? That that thing, what they would like to do very much, oh, the thing and the seeing yes. and the stuff, mm. you can do at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Laura K Buzz on Patreon. That's what pays the bills. Please go chuck me a dollar or a pound or a euro a month. Uh, on top of that, let's play videogames.com, or you can currently see a thing I wrote on Polygon about AAA games that have trans characters in them that really pissed off the internet. I'm sure they would. Proper little gentlemen about it. I'm absolutely sure. Um. And Gavin, uh, you do music. We know all about this. You're going to have a Horizon song. We know this also. Uh, where can people find Indeed. out all about that hot shit you lay down on the tracks? Miracle of Sound on YouTube and hopefully the Horizon song might be out by the time this podcast comes out so go listen to it afterwards. It's cool, it's not it's not me singing, it's a surprise singer. And it's, it's, it's not me, of, like, by the way. It's, not it's got me. lots of tribal drums so it's like really racist and stuff. It's cool. Do, 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 it's the Horizon song, here's the surprise, I'm the singer. Hey, how did you know that's how it goes? Well, that's because you got me on as the singer, obviously. Um, Also, pay attention this weekend to my Twitter because I think the announcement is being made for the video game that I've been working on. They're going to be announcing that I'm working on it. Oh, shit. Getting a a song in in one of them video games. 
in one of them videoed games. Is it Mario well Odyssey? I wish. Oh, if you haven't seen Dan Bull's <laughs> That sounded like such an indictment of what it is you are working on. <laughs> no. No, I'm sure the game... Um, the, the it's, nothing as, it's nothing as big as Mario, believe me. But I'm sure it is very good. Well, I, I'm not. I don't know what it is. It could be utter trash. Yeah, Jim, that's a that's a conflict of interest. You're not allowed to say the thing that you don't know what is is good. Yeah, just that because was your wrong. Working I ain't going to review don't it. Don't do that, Jim. I ain't going to review it. No, it's not. It's probably not going to be trash because the reason I said yes to the project was because the people who were working on it worked on other really cool stuff. So. All right then. Well, we'll we'll look out anyway, for that then. Hopefully, all will be revealed this weekend. Okay, so that'll about do it. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing if you do. Uh, you can leave a review on iTunes if you want. <laughs> Why not Follow us on Twitter that? as well, by the way. Yeah, at Miracle of Cause, Sound. Because Laura, Laura's does. catching up with me now. I think Laura, did you catch up with me yet? Uh, how, how many You're followers? About to overtake how, me. how many followers do you have? Uh, I'll tell you now. Uh, let's have a look. You have thirty-eight thousand six hundred ninety. I have thirty-six thousand. 000... 357. I've not caught up. I'm about... She's, she's I'm hot a, on the heels. I'm about 500 <laughs> behind you, Gav. So follow me and don't follow Laura. No, follow me and not Jim. <laughs> Unfollow Gavin to follow me. Yeah, I don't know why I was coming up in that. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. You leave me out of it. Um, that'll do it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>